Hello everyone, welcome back to another Conversations with Yoder's Farm. Actually, I believe it's Conversation. I wouldn't know because I normally don't have this job. Um, this is Lowell. Uh, usually Eldon is the uh, the host of the podcast, but he has turned it over to uh, mere amateurs like us, uh, basically because it has been so long since we have done a podcast that he was too embarrassed to do one, so he said... Y'all do one, and so that's why we are here. So he is not here, but I have my dad in studio, Delvin, and uh, he actually knows more than both of us. So you're in for a real treat today. If we can be too uh, sure about that, if we can get the recording stuff figured out, which this may be recording, and if that's the case, then that would be great, and Eldon would be happy and less embarrassed once we finally get the podcast out. All right, enough of us, uh, or me, rambling here. So, um, Dad, do you want to give us a brief uh, update about kind of what the day-to-day activities on the farm look like at this time of the year? Sure. Well, it is kind of setting into a pattern for the winter. Um, I guess we should um, just mention, sorry to interrupt, that uh, as we record this, it's almost Christmas. It is, uh, what is it, the 20... 20th today. 20th. 20th of December. It sure is. Tomorrow is the shortest day of the year, and it uh, really feels like it. We're noticing uh, the lower amount of sunlight uh, several places, uh, mostly in the slower growth in the tomatoes and the greenhouses. Of course, those long, cold nights uh, mean lots of wood gets thrown into the big stoves, and uh, so that's quite noticeable. But yeah, we're setting into a pretty much a winter pattern. Um, that is, it revolves about keeping our families and our tomatoes warm. And anything else we can squeeze in there is just uh, icing on the cake. So currently we have uh, tomatoes actually in, in all three of our greenhouses, um, but they're at different stages. Uh, you want to talk That's about right. that? That's right. Yeah, we do have the earliest house, which is more of a winter house. We were picking already close to the end of May season, uh, early November. We were picking some there. Uh, That came on fairly strong, had a pretty good run there, some... uh, some quality issues that we've had to deal with, but fortunately we had a few leftover plants we got from another propagator and we started some, a different variety uh, BHN 589 actually uh, started though about 200 plants in the smallest greenhouse that we typically use for our heirloom plants in the uh, late spring and summer. Uh, the problem with that house, it was only heated by gas, did not have provisions to heat it with wood. So looking on into the winter, trying to take these plants longer was looking like quite a bit of propane and therefore cost. Uh, we're fortunate, though, to find a used outside wood furnace, and uh, we installed that. And uh, the downside, of course, of having a third furnace on the farm is that's three mouths to feed on cold nights. So uh, it's been a little more effort, but uh, we do have some lovely tomatoes to show for it. Yeah, all right. So and we uh, just finished transplanting the, did you say that, the West Greenhouse, the um, biggest greenhouse, um, uh, two weeks ago maybe, something like that? Yeah, A week or two ago. Mm-hmm. So those uh, tomatoes will come on hopefully the end of March. March sometime. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. we'll push them as fast as we can but yeah, yeah they got a ways to go so they're looking good and i uh, should give us a good spring crop so you mentioned uh heating uh which is something we focus on especially the last couple of nights have been 20 or lower um so on a 20 degree night um what uh what does that look like hmm. what are what are we doing yeah well um we plan ahead a bit and uh our stoves are uh, burning as hot as they possibly can or as we can make them uh, only last about four or five hours between full charges of wood so you can break your night up however you want to but when the sun goes down the heat solar heat stops and it starts pulling from the stove so if you have them rolling good at four five o'clock when it uh, sunsets uh, then you've got about four hours there so you're looking at nine ten eleven o'clock uh, refill and the 20 degree nights you're out there at two in the morning so another installment there and then about six or so we'd like to have somebody having a good look at them again to take them till sunrise yeah, and then uh, as soon as that sun gets up, the greenhouse heat up pretty quickly during during the daytime. So heating them uh, is primarily a nighttime thing unless it's uh, cloudy and cool, in mm-hmm. which case we have to keep the stove kind of rolling uh, through, the, through the day. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of wood. Um, we use the our skid steer quite a bit uh, in that activity, both uh, to split wood and to haul wood. And then sometimes we actually load uh, some big chunks of wood into the stove with with a skid steer. So we've we've learned a few things about what works for us uh, over the years. Uh, Talk a little bit about our our wood source uh, and you know we're not just deforesting the uh the forests around here mm-hmm. uh, where do we get those quantities of wood because we do do burn quite a bit and then why are we using wood instead of propane you touched on that a bit earlier but uh okay yeah um well the wood we're burning uh to get really good heat and consistent heat uh for these big stoves it takes a hardwood, doesn't have to be oak, but uh, oak does work well, particularly white oak. Our source uh, last few years has been uh, a cousin and um, some friends at uh, Sawmill not far away. And in the process of breaking up, turning trees into lumber, there's always leftover like log ends, uh, the butt end of the log that's uh, maybe bell-shaped or... Sometimes there are entire logs that have some metal in them that they detect and don't want to run through the saw. So um, we've got we've got some good folks there at Long Island Lumber that uh, actually break those logs down, load them on a truck, and in the summer, because we don't want to accumulate them uh, close to our agritourism activities, we have them bring us load after load, and I think this year we're at. 23 or 25 dump truck loads of, of wood stockpiled out here. Most of it uh, three to four feet long. Some are double length, six or seven feet long pieces. And uh, that's what we work with. Uh, as far as why we're using wood, why we're working this hard, it uh, does seem to pay off. We think so anyway. Uh, 
keeps us out of trouble and busy, of course. But uh, more more uh, interesting is the cost difference. Uh, these greenhouses are just big radiators, basically. And if we were totally heating with with uh, propane, uh, two heaters in each house, our, our propane bill would probably be four or five times what we actually pay for the wood. So though we still have to back up with propane, uh, wood seems to be, uh, at least at this point in our lives, seems to be something we can handle and does, uh, does pay us back. So essentially, yeah, the, the wood we're using is a, a byproduct, basically something that would uh, just sort of otherwise go to waste or maybe may be chipped up. I don't know what exactly they would do. So works, uh, hopefully works out good for both of us. And uh, yeah, like you said, it is some work involved, but it, I guess it works. Uh, at least the uh, stoves like it. So, um, you know, a lot of people think... Um, greenhouses wintertime growing everything is perfect right it's indoors <laughs> um the the one thing you know tomatoes are they're really more of a summer crop mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. at least you know in our part of the world yeah you grow them you know a lot of people like to have them by july 4th so you're talking pretty warm parts of the year and um in the greenhouse we're wanting the Nighttime temperatures to be what above sixty generally. Uh, if you're actually trying to ripen fruit, you'd like to see sixty-five be the bottom. It's a little hard to hold that uh, yeah. with just wood heat. So it's not just strictly keeping the tomatoes from freezing. You got to get way up uh, into the mm -hmm. the nice warm temperatures. Not quite summer like, but actually, yeah, sixty degrees would be a, a comfortable summer night outside. That's right. It would be. And actually, you know, wintertime days in a greenhouse can push 75 to 80 degrees. So, yeah, maybe about uh, May weather, With actually. With solar, solar gain. So definitely some challenges growing uh, tomatoes in the wintertime, but they do taste good. And mm. you can't have them in our part of the world any other way unless they're grown in another place. So it's still kind of cool to have red tomatoes in the bleak midwinter. All right, uh, so that's kind of an update on the tomatoes. Uh, we talked about heating. What else is going on around the farm before we wrap this podcast up? Well, another thing that we like to do, we've got a little mechanical background, uh, and we do have a shop we can work in. So as we have opportunity, we're uh, actually working on a manure spreader today, doing some welding and, and repairing. Um, we've got some maintenance that can happen on equipment um, we've got our beef cow herd that we're trying to to grow and we want to do some work with those animals um, and plan a little further how we want that to progress i uh, would like to move to a cow calf herd and and then be selling feeder calves uh, annually but we're kind of experimenting with a few things and always thinking ahead to spring strawberries and fall pumpkins and whatever we can do now to facilitate uh, a little more reasonable pace of life in those seasons is helpful. Yeah, I think that's something we've learned over the years that if you use the uh, winter months or the times that are a little bit slower to plan ahead, maybe build a few things that you couldn't get to other times and, and address some you know weak spots or whatever anyway if you use these months instead of just kicking your feet up by the fire 
so to speak, which you don't have. Um, anyway, it, it just helps the rest of the year go go better. So far, we haven't uh, deployed many row covers. We had a few on some plants that we were trying to push some this fall, but really, it's not. I know we're not very far, very deep into winter, but it's not really been that that harsh of a winter as far as low temperatures. We've had a few, but I believe next week is back up into the 60s. So that's right. And uh, not only does that help with the heating, it helps with plant health. Uh, particularly the the tomatoes, if if we can keep those plants growing well, um, setting fruit, uh, just keep the blooms coming. It's just healthier all the way around. Right. Uh, more sun, more heat in there, more fans, more air moving, less disease. Just uh, it just works well. But uh, and less wood to burn too. And so less wood to burn. Big plus. That positive too. All right, well, I think we can uh, begin to wind this thing down. Uh, we did plant a cover crop in corn maize, uh, probably since we recorded this last. Got that done, which uh, I guess we should look at it closely to see if it's actually germinated, but should be by now. Should for be. Sh- for certain, those 60-degree temperatures should help it do that. And we... Uh, this is uh, a new wrinkle for us. We've actually booked our seed for next year. We're planning ahead to the corn maize and also our uh, conventional soybean crop. But uh, tackling a new kind of maize, uh, we're going to move away perhaps from the sorghum we've been using with the corn mix and going to a different type of corn. We may talk about that more later possibly so we're still exploring our options but always thinking uh, trying to think at least one season ahead if not two so all right thank you so much for listening and uh maybe next time it won't be quite this big of a gap in between episodes we shall see but we do thank you for following along and i guess we are winding down the year this will probably be the last podcast of the year so we do appreciate everyone's support on the last year. It's, it's actually been a good year. We've had a good good strawberry season, excellent fall season, and overall pretty good growing season. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's a uh, lot to be thankful for, and uh, one of the biggest things we talk about is our many friends and, and followers. It's a, it's a huge blessing to have you folks uh, helping us out uh, in running this family farm, and we do wish you all a, a very blessed Christmas. And we're looking forward to another year, and we will see what it brings. Thanks so much for listening. Merry Christmas to all, and whatever Ellen usually says at the end, uh, you know, go do whatever he likes to tell you to do, and see you later. Am I supposed to just hit the off button, Ellen? I think I just hit the